Part the second. That's an old Puritan joke. Part two. Part one. The one which is lost was this morning's message. And part two, the one which is lost um, or found. Part two on Luke 15, four through seven. I tried to show you this morning that Luke 15, 4 through 7, and other aspects of Luke 15, but concentrating on 4 through 7 has a rich Old Testament background. Uh, We looked at some of the form of the passage itself, saw some repetition. We saw what I called a chiasm. It is in my notes. I shouldn't have used it, but I, I drew an X, and I didn't explain why it's called that, okay? If you could see the two lines crossing right in the middle so there's something that they both share and yet they get there in different ways but they're all all the lines are aiming at the same thing so this chiasm has a center restoration and then it had an outer shell to it which uh, inverts the pattern it goes one two three and then the center, and then three, two, one. If that didn't make sense, don't worry about it. We looked at Psalm 23 and Jeremiah 23. Both passages happen to be six verses. Psalm 23 is six verses. Jeremiah 23, one through six. The reason is, I was trying to help the hearers recognize the Old Testament background to enrich our ability, to help our ability to understand this parable that our Lord spoke uh, to them, primarily to the Pharisees and scribes. There's another text I want to look at. It's a long one. So Ezekiel 34, I'm going to read the entire chapter. Ezekiel 34. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy and say to them, this is a um, Somewhat parallel passage to Jeremiah 23. Thus says Lord God to the shepherds, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? flocks? You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost. But with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains on every high hill. Yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth, and no one was seeking or searching for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord as I live, says the Lord God. Surely, Because my flock became a prey and my flock became food for every beast of the field. Because there was no shepherd, nor did my shepherds search for my flock. But the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. 
Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand. I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep, and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more. For I will deliver my flock, I will deliver my flock from their mouths, that they may no longer be food for them. For thus says the Lord God, indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so shall I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel in the valleys and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture. And their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall be lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away. Bind up the broken and strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong, and feed them in judgment. And as for you, O my flock, thus says the Lord God, behold, I shall judge between sheep and sheep, between rams and goats. Is it too little for you to have eaten up the good pasture that you must tread down with your feet the residue of your pasture and to have drunk of the clear waters that, you're, that you must that you must. Foul the residue with your feet, and as for my flock, they eat what you have trampled with your feet, and they drink what you have fouled with your feet. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, behold, I myself will judge between the fat and the lean sheep, because you have pushed with side and shoulder, butted all the weak ones with your horns, and scattered them abroad. Therefore, I will save my flock. And they shall no longer be a prey. And I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will establish one shepherd over them. And he shall feed them. My servant David. Ah, I didn't write it. Just reading it. My servant David, he shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David, a prince among them, I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them and cause wild beasts to cease from the land. And they shall, and they will dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. And I will cause showers to come down in their season. Therefore, There shall be showers of blessing. Then the trees of the field shall yield their fruit and the earth shall yield her increase. Interesting. Edenic echoes there. They shall be safe in their land and they shall know that I am the Lord when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them from the hand of those who enslave them. And they shall no longer be a prey for the nations nor shall beasts of the land devour them. But... They shall dwell safely, and no one shall make them afraid. I will raise up for them a garden of renown, 
And they shall no longer be consumed with hunger in the land, nor fear the shame of the Gentiles anymore. Thus shall they know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and they, the house of Israel, are my people, says the Lord God. You are my flock, the flock of my pasture. You are men, and I am your God, says the Lord God. Ezekiel 34. That's a lot of stuff in there, isn't there? Connections also with Jeremiah 23 and Psalm 23 and actually Genesis 1 through 3 and a bunch of other things and New Testament kind of you could now you're probably thinking about some things Jesus said seems to like come out of passages like this here we see the bad shepherds of Israel who feed themselves and not the flock so self-centered self-feeders not flock feeders they don't care for the people, they care for themselves. These bad shepherds don't strengthen the sickly, don't heal the diseased, don't bind up the broken, don't bring back the scattered, and do not seek the lost. I'm just rephrasing, rewording what we read, just read. Their sheep of the flock are scattered, wandering, and lost with no one searching or seeking for them. God announces that he's against them. The Lord God will search for his sheep and seek them out. I will feed my flock and I will lead them to rest. I will seek the lost. Interesting. God is going to set David over his flock and he will feed them. In the Gospels, Jesus is often called the son of David. He's a new and much Better David, great David's greater son. Now, put yourself, if you can, if you can't, try as hard as you can, into the mental sandals or shoes of the Pharisees and scribes who heard Jesus' parable. Okay? Let's act as if we're, we're Pharisees and scribes ourselves. We heard what he said. The bad shepherds are the shepherds of Israel. We're the shepherds of Israel. Jesus is saying, we're bad shepherds. Assuming we were Pharisees and scribes. Jesus is claiming, if you are a Pharisee and scribe, that you are a bad shepherd of Israel. But he is also claiming that he is the one among them who leaves the 99 to find the one. I'm going to deal with that. Who left the 99? Well, who were the 99? 99 people who thought they didn't need repentance, thought they were righteous. It's the Pharisees. I think it's, in one sense, we could say, stands for all proud unbelievers. But he's claiming that he went out there and found. He left those guys and goes out. Now, this isn't all literal, okay? This is metaphorical. These are... He's using figures of speech to teach something. So he's not one of the bad shepherds. But he claims he is one among shepherds, at least those who should have been shepherds, who leaves. If you knew Psalm 23, Jeremiah 23, and Ezekiel 34, and if you were a Pharisee and scribe back then, you did know those, you would also realize something else that offends you greatly. 
Jeremiah and Ezekiel promised both God and David as rescuing the lost in the midst of bad shepherds. You might remember that. But both passages had both God and David rescuing, but it doesn't seem to be like two agents, two different, David on the one hand, God on the other. It seems to be... One, David, who's also God. Here's what one man says. His scholarly audience could hardly have missed what he was doing. Jesus is indirectly saying, in me you have both promises in one person. I represent the divine presence in the community, and the mantle of the house of David has been placed on my shoulders. If he's right, I think he's right, okay? Let's just assume this guy's right. Jesus is claiming to be God incarnate as great David's greater son. He's God in the midst of bad shepherds, who is the branch of righteousness, who is going to save sinners. So he's utilizing the culture of the day to teach theology to theologians who knew the Old Testament well. He's claiming that the Pharisees and scribes are sinners being bad shepherds. Um, Matthew 23, 13. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. He calls them blind guides as well. He's claiming that he is a good shepherd, the promise of God seeking the lost, promised in the Old Testament, bringing them home to God's house and rejoicing with them and others. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Um, Luke 19.10. You know who said that? Jesus. Where did he get the wording seek and save the lost and all that? He just made it up at the moment, right? It has echoes in these, in these prophecies, in these Oracles written by Jeremiah and Ezekiel that seeking the lost is not a new doctrine invented by Jesus. I am the good shepherd, John 10, 11. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. This parable, Luke 15, is laced with echoes of the Old Testament and consistent with New Testament assertions about the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to these words. This is John 10 again. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and, my, and am known by my own as the Father knows me even. So I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and others, he left the 99, some commentators say he, he, got, he went out to a dangerous place from dangerous persons to save his lost sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. That's John 10, verses 14 through 16. So it's kind of... Similar, connected, I think, John 10 is, to the passages we've read, Psalm 23, Jeremiah 23, Ezekiel 24, 
And here's Luke 15, 4 through 7 once more. What man among you, or what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. When he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Well, may the Lord bless his word. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Help us to understand it better, to love it more, to live by it more consistently, and to proclaim it to others more faithfully. Now, as we take the supper and sing your praises, bless, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.